Bill Belichick showing once again that he is the smartest coach in the history of football. He prepares for everything. He prepares for every goddamn thing. For that game, he needed to run the ball 44 times, and it was beautiful. It just angers me that the Buffalo Bills, as a team that plays in that weather, did not know that that was going to happen. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't run the ball themselves. They are a pass-heavy offense that cannot compete in their own weather. Wow, great man. Nice work, Derek A. Smith. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Everyone these days has an opinion. Butthole or podcast. And all of them stink. Except for this one. Welcome to Just Your Opinion, Man, with Stephen Lankford and Derek Papa. You really didn't want to do the chicken wings that bad, huh? You're putting a box on. I call this the Kelly Oubre. The universe trying to put me in a box, although I am in a literal box. Welcome to the show, everybody. Just your opinion, man. If you didn't listen last week, Stephen is anti losing the NFL picks contest and having to eat a chicken wing or hot sauce. And now he's decided to put a box on. That's the punishment he's doing. He thinks this is better than having to eat hot sauce or a chicken wing. Stephen, box boy. Your retort as he struggles to get his microphone because the box well, is quite it's a not, It's not a question of whether this is better than eating chicken wings, but mm-hmm. more topical. I am moving. I have moved to a new apartment. I have a bunch of boxes around. So I figured if we're going to do a punishment like you last week with the oven mitts, that was hilarious because or two weeks ago, whatever it was. It was last week. You could not handle anything, and you kept dropping stuff. It was funny. Yeah, it was, it was funny, but I also had to eat the the hottie sauce from Megan the Stallion. Yeah, and no one cared. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, cool, you tried it. All right. I was I was expecting it to be a little hotter. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Well, yeah. So how many boxes do you have? And you, so this, this is your new place, as you can see. Stephen left the nice apartment he had with the all of the memorabilia that was behind him, and now he has a blank uh, background like me. Yeah, yeah. That's our so, accent wall. That's your what wall? Our accent wall. Accent wall. Yeah, like I, I, that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. They were, um, they were saying like uh, – you know, you get one free accent wall that we'll paint for you before you move in here. And uh, does the I wall guess, talk? I guess it's like a certain wall that you paint a different color than everything else to to bring out the room. So I chose storm gray for the accent wall. And it looks a lot better than what you're seeing right now because of the light. It's kind of ruining the color, but it's beautiful gray. It's almost a blue. It has a has a light bluish hue. Just ready to go to the farmer's market. Just Why is it called an accent wall? Just ready to go to farmer's market. I don't know, dude. It was the first time I'd ever heard of one. Does I it speak with a that. funny accent like Jared Leto in the Gucci movie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't you paint me? Yeah, a real Gucci. Maybe the light blue. An extremely Gucci movie. An like extremely Gucci movie. All right, box boy, let's get things started. Well, quick question for you, though. I always start the podcast off with a question. Yeah. What's something that Andrew Wiggins and I have in common? 
Uh, hmm. I don't know. What? I'll answer it for you. We both are experiencing back pain. Good Lord, Stephen. When you turn 30 and one day you'll get old like me, just yeah. your back just starts to hurt out of nowhere. I got out of bed one day, felt fine, ran on the treadmill, then took a nap, a nice tasty nap in the middle of the afternoon, got up, my back started to hurt. No idea why. Could have been because I was lifting weights the day before or the run I had the day or the earlier in the day. But I woke up out of a nice, I don't know, 20-minute nap, back started to hurt. And Andrew Wiggins, who's significantly younger than me, was putting on his socks, hurt his back. You know, did you just use this as an opportunity to show off that you did some exercise? Absolutely, 100%. But also to talk about how I am old and that my back is hurting me. Dude, I was moving and it was I, – I, I, I just realized how out of shape I was. Like just one day of moving. Well, you are a little box-shaped. I am. Ooh. I, I am. I am. And I was moving and I was like, damn, dude, I am so – like my muscles are just tired. And they were the entire next day. I was just out of commission. I had the Niners and the Raider game on at the same time. But um, I had to rewatch the first half. Sorry, this thing is just so ridiculous. You're like like Winnie the Pooh right now trying to do the podcast. That's the whole point, dude. <laughs> All right, man. With Let's it. roll with it. I need to retweet this. Where's my where's my phone? So how's 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 the move going with uh all the boxes and everything? The move is going well. Oh, there it is. It's in front of me. Damn it. The move is going well. It just it's unpacked. It's a, lot, a lot of boxes. The unpacking is going to be the hard part. We got everything like really moved in. We got a few uh as my English mother would call it, bits and bulbs back at the old apartment that we got to <laughs> pick up. But uh bits and bobs. Overall, not bad, man. We did our first baseline grocery trip, you know, where you got to like buy the, you got to buy the necessities, you know, the seasoning and like mm-hmm. just all the stuff. And I didn't realize because Jesse and I were living with another roommate because that's what the Bay Area is these days. You got to live with someone else in order to afford rent around here because it's so damn expensive. Yep. And that's why I, I did not appreciate him enough for all the spices that he had. Cause my God, man, those things cost like five bucks each. Are you telling me that your roommate had all those hot sauces? Those aren't yours too. Oh no, those are mine. Okay. Those are good mine. to know. Yeah. 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 But I don't know had- if I'm loving this box idea. We're going to go back to the hot sauce next week. Why? I don't know, Steven. Cause I expect you to lose more and I rather you get more pain out of it. This is very painful. My neck, <laughs> my neck hurts, dude. <laughs> what are you, what are you, what are you, you think this is fucking, Fun for you? Yeah, 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 you're, 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 yeah. You're, this is man. Okay, well, in comparison, you're doing this as some form of punishment. Elena did this willingly as her Halloween costume. Yeah, well, that was a great costume, though. That was awesome, and she oh. had a full getup. Awesome, oh, yeah. And I don't know, dude. It just this feels very topical right now for my life. Eh, fair enough, man. You want things to relate to your life? Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, like we had the oven mitts for you because of uh, Gary, uh, Gary Payton, too. So, the glove, a.k.a. You know the mitten. This is the only time we're probably going to do it. We're going to get more creative as we go. But how do you like that? The Kelly Oubre. Okay, this so you have, to, you have to explain that one to me. I know he's Champagne Poppy, whatever the hell. Um, Champagne Poppy, that's Drake, dude. 
All right, who, uh, whatever. I, I forget people's nicknames these days. Who, who the, what was Kelly Oubre's nickname? Uh, uh, Tsunami Poppy. Tsunami Poppy. And right. toward the end God of the God forbid year, I confuse it with Champagne Poppy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, they're both just as ridiculous. Um, but toward the end of the year, when he was talking about his free agency, or maybe it was, or was it in the middle of the year when he was asked about being traded before the deadline? He was saying the universe is trying to put me in a box. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. And why, 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 whatever. Kelly yeah. Oubre's gone. We're on to bigger and better things now with the Warriors. Yeah, I know. But still, the Kelly Oubre. All right, Stephen. Well, let's get to football as you got more packing to do. Um, should we put the Raiders in a box? Oh, you're taking it off now. I got to put my hat on, right? I'm sorry. All right. No, sorry. you're all good. You're all good. Hey, I mean, you got on me last week for now wearing the oven mitts all the way through, and now you're taking the box off. And Steven gets out of the box. Out of the box. Out of the box. Out of the box. Wait, this didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Steven, let's just get to the Raiders. Right. Um, are we going to put them in a box and save them for next season because the season's over with a 6-6 six and six record after they're deflating loss to the Washington football team? I mean, I guess so. If you're an NFL fan, you're just going to watch football. Dude, I'd, I'd say the most deflating thing out of that whole game with Washington, easily, no doubt in my mind, was the amount of maroon in the stands. Like I noticed dude, that as well. It's it's been bad, you know. With the uh, uh, did they have the Chiefs at home? I don't. I can't remember if they had the Chiefs at yes. home. Yes, yeah, it they was did. Pretty bad with Cincinnati. Did they play Cincinnati? Yeah, it was pretty yep. bad with Cincy. Um, and, and and you know they didn't obviously play the Cowboys over in Vegas, but every single team that's come through, you know, it's just constantly been their own home game. And I, I just I don't know as a Raider fan knowing how it was with the chargers, the Raiders travel and, you know, seeing those games over at charger stadium over in San Diego, whatever it was called Qualcomm or whatever the hell it's called. I'm not good with stadium names, crypto, the new, the new one or the old one, the old one. It's going to be some sort of crypto. Let's yeah. see. Qualcomm. By soon, by, by, by years end, it's going to, so far is going to turn into, I don't know, Dogecoin arena, but, um, they yeah, call, man, they're already calling Staples Center the crypt. <laughs> yeah, the crypt. Welcome but, to the crypt. <laughs> dude, that was the most deflating thing to me. It was a lot of maroon. It was, so, it was so bad how many Washington fans were there. I mean, come on, man. It's ridiculous. Legitimate question I have. I'm not trying to be insensitive here. Yeah. Are you allowed to wear old Washington Redskins gear to Washington games now? Or does it have to be all Washington stuff? I don't know. Like, like just the plain W. I don't know. Solid question. Because, I mean, you're going to be facing that with Cleveland in baseball when they change their name to the, uh, to the guard from the Indians to the guardians, guardians. a bunch of people already have their own jerseys and you know, they cost a lot of money, man. Like people save up for that sort of stuff. And it's just, some people don't have the means to get another one. So, uh, I, I don't know what the rules are on that. Actually. I've never even heard that question. Good question. I'm just curious because I saw a lot of maroon yeah. at, when I was watching the Raider game back and I couldn't tell if it was old school Washington jerseys or is like the new plain looking ones. Right. 
but I guess there's not a rule for that in stadiums. I, at least there shouldn't be, but I don't know. Who knows? Not in stadiums. Any, uh, not in stadiums. They're not going to tell you, no, you can't wear that. No, I know, but I, I just, you know, I, I, I want to say I saw like the plain, like the new jerseys, like people like on board wearing that stuff. Like you're not seeing like old school, like John Riggins or Joe Theismann. Theismann, right. actually. Right. Uh, my takes on the game, pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, losing Kenyon Drake with a gruesome injury where he has his leg came back. Oh. He's out for the season with a broken leg. Is it a broken leg or broken ankle? Broken ankle. Broken ankle. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Uh, like I say every week, you know, in the NFL today, you need a slot white guy or you need a, a running back that catches passes. Or if you're the New England Patriots or the Buffalo Bills, you need just a running back. But we'll get to that later. Mm. Um, Deshaun Jackson targeted once. Don't know what the deal is. You get this guy. You want him to fill the shoes, sort of say, of Henry Ruggs, but he's not doing that. Um, Max Crosby, your boy. Where's he been, huh? Since you went on that rant about how he's the best pass rusher in the NFL. I don't think he's had a sack since then. Yeah, he hasn't been very good. Yeah. And the only time we saw him uh, in the game against Washington was when he was flagged for that, what should have been a sack, and then it turned out to be a roughing the passer that he caught on to that was caught on tape saying him saying that's so fucking soft. Yeah. But, uh, I agree with that, but we, we are not, the pass rush is not getting as consistently to the quarterback as, as in weeks past, uh, without Henry Ruggs and the line being consistent, Derek Carr has kind of reverted back to 2017 check down Derek Carr with no line, no Waller, no rugs last week. Uh, Brian Edwards is not a deep threat. They tried that many times, but he's not a deep threat guy. He's just a, wow. a possession receiver. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and then Derek Carr overthrows Brian Edwards in the back of the end zone on that two point conversion. That could have been pivotal to tie the game up. Do you uh, think, do you think that that was a defensive pass interference toward the end of the game with Zay Jones? Defensive. Well, sorry. What, what part of the game was that? Was Where that Carr heaved it like 70 yards oh I know the, I know the, 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 the last game of the yeah the last play to get him in field goal range i know we're talking about check down car but my god man that dude can yeah that, he slung it when he when he when he puts a crow hop into it my goodness did he throw that thing like 70 yards in the air it was amazing but no i mean yeah he's still got an arm and he can deliver it it's just you know whether or not he has time to throw or anybody is open um, did, I, did I think that deep throw to Zay Jones at the end was pass interference? Not really. Because it was. Like, I, yeah, but that's, that's such a, you know, a judgment I mean, call Wilson these days. You can't call that in that situation. You don't want to decide the game on that. Let the, you know, the, let the play on the field determine what happens. But, I mean, man, if they were going to take a chance there, I'm just – I'm kind of surprised with the way that the refs were going um, just throughout the season, not necessarily in that game. But to not call that a DPI, hey, that was the one last chance they had. And if that was a call, then they would have they would have won the game. But you know what? I'm not. Gonna, yeah, no doubt. I'm not gonna complain about that. I do kind of agree with Greg Olson there. Yeah, I mean, you know, that would have been a huge penalty right there. But I don't rely on penalties. I'll go back to the when they had to where they were forced to kick the field goal to make it 15 to 14. What was it? Third and seven, and they throw a deep pass to Zay Jones in the end zone. Yeah, I don't know if I like that play right there. If Zay Jones comes and makes the catch, fantastic. But you got to know situational football, too. I thought they could have gone a little closer. Like, I don't know. if there's been, There were so many opportunities where I thought they could have been a little more aggressive and gone for the touchdown instead of settling for field goals. And if their defense would have held them when they had the 15-14 to 14 lead, we're not talking about that. 
But I thought when they kicked the second field goal to make it, I want to say seven to six or fourteen to six, they got a little too conservative, and then the play call to Zay Jones just right then and there to score, I thought was a little too much. I got to give credit to Antonio Gibson. That dude was a beast in that game. He looked really good without JD McKissick as the number two. He was out, but I thought Antonio Gibson in that final drive was just I mean, he was just running it down their gullet, as they say. Pass catching running back, you need it these days. And I was impressed. Hey, move over, Kurt Warner. We should give Taylor Heineke his own bad movie about underdogs. Did you see that movie coming out for Kurt Warner? Yeah, it looks awful. Yeah, I know. Why is everyone uh, about it? It, it? Like, I'm I'm seeing reactions to the commercial about how this looks awesome. I'm like, what are you talking about? This looks like crap. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the debate between who played the better Dick Vermeil, Dennis Quaid, or who played him in Invincible, uh, Greg Kinnear. <laughs> and that'll be a debate on all the hot take shows. So, Stephen, the Raiders lose 17 to 15. Uh, Washington has won four in a row. Yeah. Get the name right, Steve Levy. Um, but yeah, uh, and the Raiders, now what is this? They've lost four of the last five games? Yes. Correct. Yes. So I told you last week that there's still a chance, and it was a huge win against the Dallas Cowboys. And now they've lost at home to Washington. Washington was on a short week. The Raiders were on a long week from playing on Thanksgiving Day. So what? what, what is your opinion now? Just your opinion, man. Do the Raiders still have a chance to make this a run to the playoffs at six and six. Well, they absolutely do. They absolutely do because those wins that they stacked up earlier in the season, they have a lot to do with that. Um, now, I don't, I don't know. It, it becomes fascinating, man, because I'm, I'm sure we'll get to the 49ers in a second. Like, even though you still have a chance and these losses have been pretty bad as of late, I mean, the, the NFC East has just been kicking your ass, man, except for the Cowboys, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, oh, and, the and Eagles. Well, the Eagles didn't, but um, funnily enough, I'm, of course they're still in it, and that's really what I'm paying attention to. But, I, I mean, Derek Carr's not helping himself in getting another contract with this team next season. I think I'm at the point now where I'm ready to just spend the money because you've spent the money appropriately on Darren Waller already. I'm willing to spend the money on the defense now and then just – reset the offense like that's all you got it that's that's all it's up to now because that defense has actually been playing very well they still held washington to under 20 points if you hold any team to under 21 points in a football game you've done your job defensively and that offense from washington heineke's a good quarterback i actually really like heineke he's he's uh he's scrappy i guess as they say scrappy gritty player mm. but he also has that stupid headband look which i can't stand um <laughs> But they also have Terry. Says McCoy. the man wearing a box. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they have Terry McLaurin though. They got Antonio Gibson. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think the Raiders' defense did enough to help them win that game yet last uh, in that game, even though it came down to the final drive. It's just the offense, man. They're not the same. And no, I don't not. know what's going on with Josh Jacobs. You see what happened earlier today? No, what happened? So Robert Litzall, Black Sports Online. <laughs> is this is this another fivesome story with Josh Jacobs? Close to it. Uh, <laughs> the headline was, "God, dude, my jaw hurts so bad because my chin is just resting up against this." Take t- take the box off. It's fine. Take the box off. No, dude, I lost. This is the punishment. So I don't know, but I don't want you hurting your neck from this. 
I might. Um, he took a headline. <laughs> That's the last that, thing we need is Jesse, your girlfriend, just to be like, why are you doing this to yourself? You're hurting yourself because of this damn bet we're doing? Yeah, I know. But you know what? <laughs> Whatever. All for the podcast, man. All for the podcast. Um, but yeah, he said, uh, what was the headline? That Josh Jacobs has eight different children with eight different baby mamas with a ninth on the way. All right. And then, and then uh, Josh Jacobs commented on Twitter saying MFers will do anything to get clicks and likes, but he also did not deny it. Like, like that's what's, that's what gets me about like Dame Lillard and, 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 and guys like that, whatever they tweet something like that out, they're just like, Oh, they'll do anything for clicks and likes, but they didn't say, no, that's not true. <laughs> like, like they didn't, they didn't, dis- they didn't dispute it. They just said, ah, they'll do anything for clicks and likes. Like, I don't know the real story, but he also didn't uh, deny anything. Well, but what's the problem? There is no problem. So, so, so why, why is it an issue? It's no issue. All right, then. Yeah. It was something. What, 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 what Josh Jacobs is saying is why is Robert Latal reporting this? Correct. Nothing relevant to anything in my life. Correct. Uh, to me as a professional athlete. If I choose to live my life like Antonio Cromartie having eight babies with eight different women, so be it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter in the that's long run. That's my opinion, too. I mean, but maybe, cares? maybe it has something to do with his run game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's not getting enough carries right now. Having too many damn kids. No. Jacobs has not looked like the same back this season. It, it feels like he's been playing hurt a majority of the year, which a lot of guys do. He is. And the line's not as good. Which the NFL does, uh, which a lot of guys in the NFL do. And the line is not as good, but it's it's going to be fascinating to see what happens there because I don't know if, you know, Derek Carr's deserved a contract. Josh Jacobs has shown that he can run the football. And you're right because this, this past offseason with the offensive line, like, good God, man. Yeah, I know. He, you know, not creating a culture where Rodney Hudson wants to stay there, getting to the point where Kyle Long will go to go to Las Vegas and everyone will be all excited about it. Then he just goes to Kansas City and says the culture basically says the culture in Las Vegas sucks. And he's coming back. He may play against the Raiders this week. Like, I don't know, man. And, and then drafting Alex Leatherwood, who, you know, has shown improvements. I'll give him some time. Colton Miller's been good. Um, but Andre Dra- Andre James, not that great of a center, and Gruden was all about Andre James. And then, you know, you got Brandon Parker at right tackle who just stinks. And then, uh, uh, oh, God, I can't – John Simpson at left guard who was a uh, fourth rounder who played pretty well as a backup but not that great. Like the yeah. offensive line needs retooling. I guess that's where they got to start. Yeah, and, you know, you brought up the point that, you know, do they need to give Derek Carr a contract next season? I don't think so. Why do they need to do that? There's plenty of time. There's plenty of time to figure things out. It would be a rash decision to get away from Derek Carr unless a better quarterback is on the market, and there probably will be, you know, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson or anything else. But I don't know. Like I said before in previous podcasts, there was an unbelievable amount of circumstances that happened to this football team this season. And I understand that some people look at that as an excuse, but it's a huge excuse when you have, as I said before, your head coach resign and one of your top receivers, if not your top receiver, kill somebody. So I understand the same result is happening, and it sucks. Absolutely sucks that they started 3-0 and and this collapse is on its way. I don't know if it will get better. It's hard. you know, Like I said, it's a week-to-week league, and 
they're able to maintain in a, a lot of points against the Dallas Cowboys, and they struggle to move the ball against Washington. But Washington has a good defense. I think the Cowboys have a good defense too. But I don't know, man. Um, I would be I would be surprised if the Raiders were able to sneak into the playoffs at this point. I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but that's just how I feel about watching this team lately. As far as blowing things up and changing everything, I don't know if that's needed. I just think that they just had an emotional wave hit them this season, and hopefully they get a good coach. Uh, hopefully Mayock is able to make some decisions, and hopefully Derek Carr is given a season to prove that he does deserve a contract. But what I is- am hearing, if I had to speculate on who the head coach will be, Mike Mayock is tight with Doug Peterson, so maybe look out for that. Oh, God. I'm just, yeah. Jesus. Well, you're already throwing out head coaches now. Look at I'm, you. Okay, well, when Rich Bisaccia, and I'll get the quote, I know I apologized to him a couple weeks ago, but this was a very Tomasula-like quote. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me, let me grab it up here. Look through our text message exchange, which usually it's me texting you with no response. Bisaccia. If you're in results or if you're sorry, reading is tough for me. If you're results oriented all the time, then you're just looking at the scoreboard and spending your life up there. Yeah, football is results oriented, Rich. That it is. <laughs> that it is. That's just I mean, where can you imagine if like Al Davis heard that? Oh god. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Like can you imagine if Vince Lombardi heard that? Like that's like one of his famous goal, like famous uh, quotes is, "Why do we keep like why does winning and losing matter? It's why we keep score." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. This guy, and, and plus the funny part is, like he's been the head coach and he's still the special teams coordinator. And one of the worst parts of the team has been their special teams. They haven't figured anything out, like he's at a all. Great leader of men, Stephen. The yeah. best leader of men Mike Mack has ever seen. Best leader Mike Mayock has ever known. Like, all right, okay, but uh, but like you mentioned though, you you do got to give them some leeway with everything that's happened. Like that's not, uh, yeah, it's not normal. That ain't with, nothing. What they've been through through the season, and you know maybe Max Crosby's been affected by it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's the excuse yeah. on for Max Crosby. <laughs> Can you admit with me now he's not the best pass rusher in football? Yeah. You know who is? TJ Watt. Yes. Yeah. And had a great game, three and a half sacks. He's at 16. We have, what, four or five weeks left in the NFL season? Yeah. We would not be the least bit surprised if he breaks the sack record. Yeah. He did it to Lamar Jackson. Three and a half to Lamar Jackson. Who does that? Nobody. That's the answer. Nobody sacks Lamar three and a half times. Like, that just... I I don't know. I can't really argue against that. If I did, I'd be an idiot. That'd be that'd be homerism at its finest. But I did have a point when I was when I was saying that Max Crosby was one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. I had a point at the time. Now it's kind of gone. To prove me wrong. That that was your point. What? Your whole point was to prove me wrong. To give stats and a bunch of shit to say that he should be considered the greatest pass rusher in football right now. But if you actually watch him, he's not. Well, if you actually watched him, you would agree that he was in on every play, and it's just not been the same lately. I know, but when you compare him to the other elite pass rushers, he's not in the conversation. Come on. All right, fine. Whatever. Should we move on to the Niners after you've taken your box off and given up? Sure. (laughs) You were all, I don't want to do the hot stuff. I don't want to do the the hot sauce, the chicken wings. And now you're like, 
Yeah, I mean, let me, yeah, I'll put, I'll put the box on. I'll wear it the whole goddamn show. Now you take it off. Yeah, I got to put it back on. <laughs> you don't have you're to right. do anything you don't want to do, Steve. No, you're right. You're right. You're totally right. You're totally right. I'm making a point here. I'm stubborn. I'm going to make the point that the hot sauce thing is stupid and played out. And the box thing is new and fresh. <laughs> All you need now is a Max Crosby jersey over the box and you're you're set in your ways. There you go. Okay. You ready to move on to the Niners? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's funny you bring up I brought up TJ Watt and the Steelers Let's just start out with that What a crazy game It was a crazy game But let's bring up this, Steve And the reason why you're in that box Is because we brought up the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers I picked the Steelers to win that game And you laughed at me for picking the Seahawks And I got that right too Look at you in the box Yeah, I know But if the 49 Like, I mean, come on Would you really have thought the 49ers were going to lose in that way? The Seahawks were not that good in that game they weren't, and I would say the Niners dominated for the first half. George Kittle was amazing. Uh, yeah, they, they look like a great team, but um, things happen in the second half. That's why you play a 60-minute ball game, Stephen. And, yeah, but you can't act like you knew that was going to happen. With the in Niners. a way, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not the trying- Niners were going to play like as far as just self-inflicted wounds, as they call it. You, were, you couldn't tell me that, oh, yeah, I predicted that that was going to go the way I thought it was going to go. I had every right to laugh at you because the Seahawks still stink. They still do stink, but they do know how to beat the 49ers, and that's yeah. why I picked them, in the same way that the Niners know how to pick the Rams. The Rams may be a better football team than them, but Kyle Shanahan knows the X's and O's how to beat uh, Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams, just as Pete Carroll and, for, and Russell Wilson, for whatever reason, whether they have a better football team or not, even when the Niners were 13-3 and three and going to the Super Bowl, they know how to beat the Niners. So that's why I picked them. Meh. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah. one th- just, just a couple notes I have of that game, watching it back. Seattle yeah. runs a fake punt where they had uh, Travis Homer run for the long touchdown run. When's the last time you saw the Niners run anything like a fake or anything? A fake on special teams. Oh, a fake on special teams? Not yeah. long. Yeah, they, they don't they don't really do that to get the offense flowing a lot. And that's, you know, something that I don't know if they need to do that, but it's just interesting that I, I can't remember the last time the Niners did something like that. Yeah, well, the Niners special teams stink. So Yeah, they do. And they kind of stunk without uh without Debo Samuel, who is their their guy on offense. But George Kittle did step up. Uh what do you finish stat line wise as I pull this up real quick? He had, he had a great game catches for uh, 180 something. Yeah, like 189. Nine yards. catches, 181, two tugs. Yeah, so yeah. He had yeah. a great game. Stepped up with Debo being at out and Jamal Adams. They made that move for specifically for Jamal Adams to take care of George Kittle, and he cannot he cannot cover him. He cannot no. handle him. He can't cover anybody. No. Jamal Adams is a is a linebacker. It's like him. It's Landon Collins. You know those types of safeties. Box really safeties. Like linebacker hybrids. Box safeties, exactly. Like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but I think my main takeaway from that, uh, like, because it's so hard to evaluate a game like that based on all the mistakes. I mean, Travis Benjamin fumbling, it, it, it didn't end up, it didn't result in a touchdown, but those little things that just kill all the momentum. But I do think that one thing you can really 
you can pinpoint out that game is just how much how much Debo impacts the run. I don't think it's any coincidence that the past three weeks prior to that game, they had their best uh, their best games running the football because they put Debo Samuel in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And without having him as a decoy, it kind of becomes predictable in, in, in their situations because they want to run the football. Well, it's like, okay, you know you're going to run the football, but really the offensive line is not that good. Elijah Mitchell is okay for a six rounder. He's pretty good. He can, you know, he has vision and he's got a little bit of speed, but not with an offensive line. That's as bad as the one that the 49ers have on the right side. Um, God, dude, Tom Compton's just not a good player, Uh, but 22 carries 66 yards. It became predictable for him. And without having Debo Samuel in that pre-snap motion, keeping the eyes of the safety, they could just focus solely on the running back. And they weren't even able to, use the play action because Jimmy Garoppolo just was not that good in the game. So what the, what the Niners want to do on offense, which is obviously keep the, keep the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands and maybe possess the ball for 12 minutes out of whatever quarter that they're in. They they didn't even have a, they didn't even have a drive over four minutes, I think. No. So it was just a, a bad overall game by the 49ers. Really bad. It was a bad game, but they dominated the first half. And back to Elijah Mitchell, I think he's a good runner. He probably will be the main guy for Kyle Shanahan for a while. As Kevin Harlan described him, he's slippery as a raindrop. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> good Lord. Tiki Barber, rough game, huh? Well, okay, I was looking it up. So I, I didn't know initially. Like, I, I watched uh, it back on um, on Game Pass. And I couldn't tell if it was Tiki Barber or uh, Tony Gonzalez because they have similar voices. Huh. But I was like, who's doing this? And it later turned out to be Tiki. But I, apparently it wasn't supposed to be Tiki. Trent Green was supposed to be with Kevin Harlan. And Tiki was put as in he, last as second. He is. As he normally yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what went wrong with Trent Green there. But yeah, Tiki had a rough game. Tiki had a rough game. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I'm not going to – I could sit there and say he had a bad one. But, you know, like I randomly accidentally said schlong instead of throng on my 5 a.m. show. So who am I to make fun of somebody for making Maybe fun you of- didn't mistakenly say that. I did. I was trying to think of throng, and then I said schlong, oh, schlong of players. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with the schlong. I mean, ain't nothing with the good schlong. But uh, back to the game. Uh, yeah, the Niners self-imploded in the second half. Uh, yeah. They just got sloppy. The Travis Benjamin fumble, the safety that tied the game up, yeah. the quadri digs pick. And the fourth and one fail, all contributing to the to the Seahawks comeback. Hey, okay, I got a question. How did you feel about Pete Carroll going for it on the fourth down? Because he did convert it, but I thought that was one of the dumbest moves. I mean, this dude is known for being aggressive or whatever, but he's also known for being stupid, and uh, <laughs> at, at times, I'm, I'm, I mean, geez, that's that's brutal to say. Uh, but he's a stupid human being. <laughs> but dude, like. When you don't kick a field goal to go up by two scores and you really think that the 49ers offense is going to score with two times with six minutes left in the game and your offense can't stay on the field, like, come on, man. And then, you know, he converted the fourth down or whatever, and then they get the ball back because of a turnover on downs because Aziz Alshair, who was fantastic in, in Fred Warner's place. I think Alshair has actually been really, really good this season, at least – not so much in coverage. In coverage, I'm glad you couldn't pronounce his name correctly more than Steve Levy can. <laughs> but in coverage, he hasn't been good. But man, stopping the run and just just doing the bare minimum of making the tackle. Al Shire's been fantastic with that. I think the arm 
uh, that arm thing has something to do with it. The arm band that JJ Watt has, mm-hmm. I think that ultimately makes you like a better player. You get like a plus <laughs> ten. You get a plus ten in tackling in Madden. I think your your rating goes up plus ten when you have that arm brace thing. But sometimes it hinders you. Like I remember Ray Lewis playing with that his last season when the Ravens won that Super Bowl, oh, and he like couldn't couldn't catch like any interceptions after that. Oh, but it looks so cool though. It 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 does look cool. It does it looks look cool. bionic. Yeah, it is bionic. You know what's not cool and terrible? Yeah. The Niners somehow lost that game with Gerald Everett having one of the worst games I've ever seen a tight end have. Two fumbles, mm-hmm. and he like totally just bounced that ball in the air like Jamar Chase did on the pick. And he yeah, lets so. he who 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 caught the pick? Kwan Williams. Kwan Williams, no gooch-ception there. Just no, <laughs> no gooch there. But Gerald Everett having one of the all-time worst games, attributing to three turnovers. And he <laughs> on that fourth and on that fourth down, you're talking about. They yeah. flip it to him, and he fumbles on the goal line. Like he's supposed to be a dominant physical tight end to match up with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and he just doesn't even know how to catch the football, dude. That was so bad by him. It was bad. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen a person have. It, that, that game should not have been close. Like, if Gerald Everett didn't have any of those turnovers, that score would have been a lot worse. Good because, Lord. You dude, know what his final stat line was? Hit me. Four catches, seven yards. Wow. How is that possible? <laughs> Everything Good was Lord. negative. That's like the most inefficient day of all time. Four catches, seven yards, two fumbles, and attributed to a pick. Man, I, I kind of want. Do, do you want that to? Um, I almost want like I I, w- I almost want them to just not count that against the quarterback. No, just, there, there, there there should be like like uh, Peyton Manning was talking about it last night on the Manning Cast, and that was one of the worst Manning Casts because the game was good, and I just didn't feel like they needed the guests like David Letterman or Keith Talib. Joe Buck had some funny stuff, but Peyton Manning was talking about squandered opportunities, which is something I I hate. I fucking hate when you have a touchdown and you just miss it just of a dumb thing that happened. He, he Peyton Manning claims when he played for the Colts, the film crew would cut up a tape of him for all of the squandered opportunities of, for touchdowns. And he will watch it at the end of the year. But yeah, there should be like a, a, some way to like interceptions will count as interceptions, but there's some, there should be some way to like, like an error or like some way to be like, this wasn't the quarterback's fault that this happened here. Right. Right. But to an- answer your question earlier about Pete Carroll, I think that at the end of the day, he has like a surfer, like a surfer dude vibe where he's like kind of laid back and all, you know, L.A. USC coach. But at his heart, he is a hard ass defensive coordinator from back in the day. And right. he sees kicking field goals as a sign of a weakness. So, yes, he is aggressive. He does dumb shit sometimes. Kicking a field goal going up 10 would have been the smart decision to do. But Pete has been known to not do the smart thing sometimes. Not saying that it's a dumb decision. It's just the ag- aggressive move. So did I have a problem with it? Uh, yeah, because it resulted in Gerald Everett having his third turnover of the game. Yeah. But um, I w- it was classic Pete. It's classic Russell Wilson. They do that shit. Yeah, and, and this was the first game where in that second half. Like I, I don't know, man. One thing that's been different about Russ is not just his um, throwing motion, because you could tell like his first game back that he just wasn't throwing the ball the same, which is understandable sometimes with quarterbacks. It happened with Cam Newton, too, when he first came back with the Panthers. Like, when he threw the ball, I'm like, oh, that was gross. But uh, 
but Wilson looked like Russell Wilson again. Like he had a nice, that nice yeah. throw to DK Metcalf in the, it, toward the end of the first half uh, to put them within scoring distance. The lock and, and touchdown. Yeah. Then, or, and then, and then AP would end up uh, eventually scoring plus his escape ability. He finally showed some of that real quick. Was it weird seeing Adrian Peterson wear 21? So odd, dude. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I, I don't know. dude. I, I love you, AP, but it's it's time to hang him up. You're not going to be breaking Emmett Smith's record. Like yeah. that was, I think, with the goal that he set out to do. And even if he was going to do that, he had to have like, I forgot how many, I, f- I forgot how many 1,000 yard seasons that he had to have. But um, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, and, and there was one play in specific. Oh boy, she's home. There was one play. <laughs> there was one. There was one. That's a fantastic reaction. There, hey. The fuck are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> so you unpacked the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah finally unpacked one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah. Hope you had a good day. <laughs> so, so, what was I talking about? Oh. Oh yeah, there was a there was a specific run. I think it was from like five yards out. Maybe no, it was maybe less than that. It was inside the five. Yeah. And Peterson hurdled over like a lineman because he got in a collision with a D lineman, and they were both on the ground. And he hurdled them, yeah. and then he ended up getting tackled by a linebacker. I'm like, man, if this were old AP, he would have been yeah. in the end zone as soon as he would have hurdled that guy. It's just, I'm I'm really glad that he's still playing because I'm sure he's doing it just for his. Uh, mental well-being because it's been his entire life and it's really hard to walk away from a sport that you've been playing as much as he had and he's had as much success with but uh man it's it's kind of sad watching him kind of weird Seahawks odd how many people are getting mad about Jimmy after this game because honestly like at this point we got the rap sheet report last week and he won three in a row Trey Lance is not playing just not happening right now no. It may be later in the season when they're completely out of it, but all it takes is one game for Niner fans to get all mad about that again and say Trey Lance should be playing. Well, take a look at the NFC standings for me. Can you pull those up? I can. Okay, because I looked at those extensively today. I was just okay. like, I've never stared at the NFC standings as much as I did today. It was kind of weird. But you'll see you got behind the behind – the, Behind the Niners in the seventh spot, because they are the seventh seed right now um, at six and six on the year. You look behind them, you got the Eagles, the Vikings, obviously the Lions. Shout out to the Lions for getting their first win of the year. Um, who else you got behind them? Behind the 49ers in order, you got the Eagles, Vikings, Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints. New York Giants, Chicago Bears, Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions. Right. And then you got Washington ahead of them with the sixth yes. seed. And then at the top five, you got the Cowboys. I'm not doing this in order, but you got the Cardinals, the Rams, the Cowboys, the Packers, and the uh, – and who's the other team ahead of them? Buccaneers. Buccaneers, fifth, five spots, right? And then you got Washington in sixth. Like, dude, it depends how Washington does. But if Washington manages to beat the Eagles twice, because I think they got – I think they got the Eagles twice and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Super weird schedule. Um, but if Washington manages to get those wins and the Vikings continue to lose, the Niners 
I think, easily have a chance? I mean, do you think that if they do play Trey Lance, they can still make the playoffs regardless no. of the start? No, I do not. I think so. I think they can okay. make it eight nine because they got two more games against – or they got two games against the Texans and the Falcons. Those are very winnable no matter who your quarterback is. I mean, you got the Rams and the Bengals. And- yeah, you say that, though, but, like, here's the thing. Trey Lance, I don't know if this has been reported a lot. Trey Lance does not look good in practice. Doesn't look good. Huh. And it's also the fact that. Wonder who you're hearing that from. (laughs) It's it's not some secret or anything. Like it's it's been talked about, but I mean, and also you know, I'll, I'll talk about this game in a little bit too. But I don't think Shanahan. He knew who he wanted to draft, and it was Mac Jones. And now we're seeing it right now where he's playing well with New England. And I know he threw only three passes last night, but I think he'd be running this offense a hell of a lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance right now. Dude, isn't that crazy? What a, yeah. Dude, that's so crazy because you know why, you know why people – you know another reason why people didn't want Mac Jones, right? You know why? Because of that photo of him and his tidy whities Not only that. You had that. You had the you had the pro days with Justin Fields and Mac Jones and you know the look on Kyle Shanahan's face when Mac Jones threw a football. But you know another reason why 49er fans were so down on Mac Jones? It's because they heard Kyle Shanahan wanted him and they did not trust Kyle Shanahan's personnel decisions because of the whole Kirk Cousins thing. It had a lot it it stemmed from that. It really did. They they'll never admit it, but yeah. they were completely wrong about that. Now Trey the Lamp, comp was Mac Jones was Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm, exactly. Or Matt Ryan. Hearing a lot of Matt Ryan about him too, which, you know, I, I don't know if I'm seeing that necessarily, but, hey, I, he's really good. I actually really like Mac Jones a lot. But, um, but yeah, yeah I'm, you got to wait till next year though, right, to see what really he wants to do because – With Trey Lance, yeah. You'd think that a running quarterback would be what he wants considering he wants to run the football 50 times a game. Yeah, but not in the style. Like, I know there's that quote where he said, I want a quarterback that throws like Drew Brees and runs like Jamar and Lamar Jackson. Mm. But I don't know if Kyler really wants to play that way. I, 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 don't, I don't know if he wants to do the read-pass option. Whenever you hear him talk about the old days with RG3, he's not very fond of it. And really? Speaking of which, RG3's coming out with a book where he's going to rip the Washington organization and a certain coach – that had it out for him, which either means Mike or Kyle. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. It doesn't Dude. come out till next year, but hey, you, you, hey, you want to see something funny? Watch the you box. You watch, watch RG or your three. girlfriend coming in and seeing you in the box. <laughs> I mean, it's a total waste of a box. I mean, we might need it. Um, RG3 is going to tweet out about the UFC fights over the weekend. We got a great sports weekend coming up, Derek. The Formula One, like, look, if you're into competition, if you're into sport, okay, like, genuinely, if you are, you got one more race in Formula One. There's one more. Two guys at the top, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, both tied overall in points. And, and whoever wins the race, whoever comes in a higher spot, whether it's first, second, or third, because – those are the if you get if you come in first you get twenty six points if you come in second you get eighteen and if you come in third you get ten. Whoever gets the higher spot in that race wins the championship. And When's this, this happening? Is what? When's this happening? Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. At Sunday one. during football. 
yeah, you're not going to be able to watch it. I'm not going to either. I'm going to have to watch it after the games are over because the Niners and the Bengals were flexed to Sunday afternoon. Come on, Formula One. Yeah, but dude, like this is something like it's sport at its finest. So you're going to be seeing that. You got UFC 269 where you got Charles Oliveira versus Justin Poirier in the main event. And dude, it's going to be a really good fight. And that's on Saturday night along with uh, Amanda Nunez. I forgot who she's fighting, but Amanda Nunez is the GOAT. You had a great sports weekend. I don't know where I was going with this. It's a great sports weekend. Um, you you also left out the four-hour oh, oh, extravaganza of the Heisman tr- Trophy ceremony. Ah, uh, there's that. But the reason I'm talking about it is because RG3 is going to comment on the UFC fight because he does every single time on combat sports whenever there's a big fight around. And he always says something that's really dumb and everyone, everyone always goes after him on Twitter. Well, why, 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 is he, why is he commenting on like, 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 like actual commentator? No, like he's on Twitter, know, Twitter, writing a oh, okay, response right. and he'll say like, oh, this dude deserved the win or whatever. And then fight fans are very territorial. So mm-hmm. they'll come at you if you feel if they feel like you don't know anything and you say some sort of controversial take. It's a uh, very fascinating. But man, RG3, if he writes something about Kyle Shanahan, I mean, that'll be two different books in two years. The one with Seth Wickersham and the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, with that one and Kyle Shanahan being in Cabo and saying they looked over the tape of Tom Brady and thought that overall he had a better season in 2019 than Garoppolo and then uh, then or Garoppolo had a better season than him in 2019 and uh what a time back to the UFC fight is Joe Rogan doing the thing this weekend with the commentating yeah does does Dr Fauci ever tweet out saying this stuff is bullshit because <laughs> that'd be no. funny if like he like you know went after him and Joe's like hey you're doing the same thing to me. Yeah, I know. Joe Rogan's really good, though. I like him. I, I like him commentating on UFC. You learn a lot when you're watching those guys. I believe it's going to be him and Daniel Cormier, Cormier and then uh, John Anik or Anik uh, on the call. It's going to be a good fight. Dr. Like Rogan. Dr. Rogan. Dr. Rogan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, just to close a, a conversation on the Niners. I'm not even acknowledging the Trey Lance stuff at this point that he should be playing and whatnot with, you know, Jimmy just in that one game. Jimmy had a, Jimmy didn't play the best, but he also put up 23 points in the first half. So let's see where it goes. Same situation with the Raiders. They're six and six. Let's just see where it goes, people. Let's just oh, see. Uh, you know what? Let me let me pull up the tweet. All right. Let while me, you do that, I'm going to talk about this uh, NFL 13 week, uh, recap, just some of the highlights of the week that was. NFL week 13. And I'm going to start with a game that you did not want to watch last night. Oh boy, Steven. When I saw that it was blistering winds. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. I absolutely wanted to watch that game. But. I really wanted to. But moving, moving out of the way. Yeah, I know. Come on. I mean, it, okay. I, I understand that, you know, like you're the football fan on the show or whatever, but. <laughs> I'm saying I don't want to watch Jets Broncos or like Jags Texans. Of course, I want to watch an AFC East showdown between the Patriots and the Bills in cold weather. Right. Like, of course I do. And then, you know, I saw that <laughs> saw that Mac Jones was two of three for 19 yards, which is great. Okay, let me talk about this. Yes, I don't know what the reaction has been today because I've been ignoring it. Whether or not that people are shitting on Mac Jones for only throwing three passes last night, like it's his fault that he didn't throw it it was a fantastic game plan given the circumstances with the weather 
And Bill Belichick showing once again that he is the smartest coach in the history of football. He knew right away. He prepares for everything. He prepares for every goddamn thing. The wind was so ridiculous last night, and he knew that he wanted to go with the wind in the second quarter and the fourth quarter so we could win that football game. Smart coaching. He ran the ball 44 times last night, or was it 46? Whatever it was, he only threw three passes last night. That's Kyle Shanahan's wet dream. He, (laughs) it was, this is basically what he wanted to do with Mac Jones. This is what he wanted to do. And I know people are going to say like, well, he must not trust his quarterback to only throw it three times. Bullshit. He trusted his quarterback to manage that football game. And he trusted his quarterback, his rookie quarterback to know the situation at hand for that game. He needed to run the ball 44 times. And it was beautiful. And it just angers me that the Buffalo Bills, as a team that plays in that weather, did not know that that was going to happen. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't run the ball themselves. They are a pass-happy offense that cannot compete in their own weather. And it's just ridiculous. Josh Allen is a great quarterback, but he can't throw through wins like that last night. I'm sorry. All these quarterbacks coming out today, like Aaron Rodgers saying, well, if you're good enough quarterback, you should be able to throw in the wind like that. Bullshit. You should have adapted the same way that that New England adapted last night. Sean McDermott didn't want to do that. They got pass happy, and Brian Dable's just ridiculous offense where he has to throw every single goddamn play. It just angered me that they just fell into the Patriots' hands. They knew what they were going to do, and they couldn't stop it. They It's just crazy to me that the Buffalo Bills, for the high-scoring offense that they are, they don't have a running back on that team that can run between the tackles. It's incredible. They play in that weather, and they can't do that. Devin Singletary can't do that. Zach Moss can't do that. The only people that can run between the tackles on that team is Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky. And I was expecting at one point that to Mitch Trubisky to start throwing passes to Josh Allen. That would have been sick. But, yeah, that's my take on that game last night, man. It was awesome, and I just can't believe that Belichick's plan worked to a T. To a T it worked. And the Bills had no response to it. They're a cold-weather team, and they can't run, and they can't stop the run. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I, I'm wow, great rant there. Nice work, Derek A. Smith. It's it's, it's been built. <laughs> don't, don't you dare do that. <laughs> but no, I, you know, I will say this about Josh Allen though, like some of those throws that he did make, that he actually did complete, even like it's very impressive. Like the yeah, of course it is. Is how strong his arm is for one, but Belichick. why did everyone, I don't know. We, we have such a hard time giving, we have such a hard time giving coaches like just to give them, giving them a break. I'll say that giving them a break because, you know, Kyle Shanahan in 2020 had a fully injury riddled team. Didn't have any of his starters out there. You know, and, and it's like, how could you evaluate Kyle Shanahan's season when he's had that hurt of a team? Same thing with Bill Belichick. How could you really evaluate how he was going to be without Tom Brady when a ton of his players opted out and more players got injured and and everything that happened there? And then in free agency, when they signed all those players, Matthew Judon turning out to be one of the better free agent signings of the year, by the way. Maybe defensive Uh, player of the year next to TJ Watt. Jonu Smith even made a play in that game yesterday. Uh, Another free agent signing. I think he came from the Titans. Yep. Um, Bill Belichick hasn't lost his touch. And I don't know how many other head coaches are going to be able to hold a guy like Josh Allen to seven and seven 
on his career. That's his overall record against Belichick so far. Uh, uh, so far in his career, seven and seven. If I'm not they played that much already. If I'm not mistaken, yes. That's probably you know. Or am I wrong on that? Am I wrong? Am I just looking at stats and just being dead wrong on this? I mean, you maybe have a hard time looking at stuff because you're in a box. This is also true. I was looking <laughs> this up. I was looking this up prior to the game because I was curious how Josh Allen was going to play. I was really pissed though because um, I was looking at betting specials for the game, mm-hmm. and uh, there was one that said uh, uh, Damian Harris to have over 14 yards in a, in one rush in one run. And I was going to take the over because I was like, you know what? Maybe he can get that. Then I was looking at his stats on average and his like, you know, his long runs. And I'm thinking, Ooh, I don't know if he's going to get that against Buffalo's run defense, which has been good this season. Then he breaks it out for a 60, whatever yard run um, in that game. But I will say this, uh, Derek, another thing that I, I, I say that too much. I will say this. Um, say it. But the fact that the, Patriots only scored 14 points running it down their gullet. Really, it's you the love deep. that phrase. It, it really, I can't stand the running down the throat thing. That's just way too played out. Running down the gullet is where okay. we're at. It's, okay. It's, it's the new, uh, whatever. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a new trend. I just feel like. If the if they only scored fourteen points, then the running the ball wasn't the th- wasn't what I'm looking at, and them no. running times in the offense of the Patriots. It's the defense of the Patriots and what they were able to do against Josh Allen in that cold weather game. One hundred percent. In order to hold them to ten, so that's really who I'm giving credit to as far as this win, as well as Bill Belichick. Watching him smile, the dude's <laughs> so weird. He's such a oh, weird, he is. He's such a weird person, but I love but, it. He like loves the cold for one. I mean, he doesn't want to go to the West but Coast. The cold but... wins football games. Yeah, that's all that matters to him. He doesn't yeah, care dude. About, he doesn't care about good, comfortable living. He just cares about winning football games, and that's what makes him smile. That and prank calls, apparently. Me and my roommate were watching earlier today the two Bills, the Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick documentary. Oh, good. And it's great, but we always make fun of the fact that Bill Belichick gets so emotional talking about football and whatever he does. It's always, you know, when, or, or the Bill Belichick and Nick Saban documentary where they're like, they like try to like, you know, like, Hey, how, coaching. How, what's up? The art of coaching, the art of coaching. Yes. Um, and they just talk about how, uh, you know, like they, 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 they pretend like they care. Like, so how are the kids doing? Kids are doing okay. How's the wife? That's pretty good. So what, uh, what defense is he running to practice? Oh, let, let me tell you this, man. And then the camera <laughs> shut off. They love football. They get off on football. It's just funny to watch, like, Bill Belichick getting all emotional, talking about, like, spent so many days in the Jets, uh, Jets facility. God, so many, so many hours. I loved it. And then they show, like, B-roll of, like, him and his daughter's wedding, just being like, man, this is nice. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I thought it was a great game plan. And yes, the key to the success is Bill Belichick calling a masterful defensive game plan against the Buffalo Bills. But he knew what they were going to do. They don't run the football. All the Patriots had to do was just play their their pass defense like they always do, and they were going to win the game. The Bills yeah. have no way to adapt. Like, like you know, the, the Rams. The Rams don't necessarily need to stop throwing the football because they play in a dome. They play at SoFi Stadium. Now, if they go to Green Bay or if they go on the road to any other you know place that's cold weather, they have to adapt to the offense. And they showed they can do that this weekend by putting up 37 points against the Jaguars. Not a big you know contest and everything, but they adapted the offense 
as in weeks past where Sony Michelle rushed for over 125 yards. Matthew Stafford was able to throw for three touchdowns as well, and Odell got in the end zone. And, you know, who knows if they're back on track. It was an easy victory against the Jaguars. But they have to adapt their offense to their environment. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills play in the cold. And I don't understand why they don't realize that they have to run the ball to win the game sometimes. I want to bring up this, though, Stephen. Do you have the clip of Jordan Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde? Correct. Can I just say one more? Can I do? Can yes, I just sorry, cut, sorry to cut you off there, box boy. You're okay. You're okay. Can I just say one more thing about, about Palachek and Brady? Sure. We, I think we've officially put the end to whether it was Brady or Belichick who got them more playoffs or Super Bowl rings, whatever. Like that, what happened with the Patriots, with their championships, with the five Super Bowls and just the nonstop AFC championship appearances, that's what happens when you two, when you put two of the greatest one athlete and coach together, it's not one or the other. It's when you put two great minds together. That's what happens. You get consistent playoff football, and then more often than not, a championship in that time. Like, that's what happens. It's not either or. Both of them are so great in their own right. Bill Belichick, sure, he he's cheated a, a, at one point in his career, allegedly, and whatever, all, all that stuff. But, hey, man, this is sports. It happens in sports. Like, yeah. I, I think a lot more happens behind closed doors than we actually know. Like, that just so happened to get out into the open. Exactly. Uh, so I, I don't know. I hope that we finally put that to, that conversation to bed uh, after what's gone on this season. I want to agree with you, Stephen. I agree with you that that's a stupid conversation to have. Yes. But you damn well know that if the Patriots meet the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, that will be talked nonstop. Oh, my God. But that would be great, wouldn't it? No, I don't want to see that. Why not? Because that's all we're going to hear. So you don't want to see a great football game because you're concerned about the narrative that people are going to be saying? I Just have to live it if I, you know, I, if, <laughs> it's my job. I live it every day. <laughs> For a good point. Yeah, I can't really get away from it. <laughs> Why do we choose these professions? Like Hyman uh, Roth, this is the life we chose. We're screwed. Yeah, we are screwed. We're screwed. Okay, so Jordan Poyer and, uh, and, and, uh, and Micah or is it Mika? Micah. Micah. Micah yeah, right, let's, uh, you set it up and I'll get it ready. So I was watching this last night, and my initial reaction was, boy, they seemed very angry about a basic question. So Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, uh, and if you watch the game, great story that Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Greasy had about Jordan Poyer changing his life the same way Darren Waller and Max Crosby did with his drinking. Really? Yeah. Fantastic story about it. Didn't even not did not know about it at all. Um, But in the game... They had a rough time stopping the run, and they were asked in the postgame last night if it's embarrassing that the Patriots just ran every single time. Over 40 years since the team has won a game running, after two times in the game, passing after two times. Is that embarrassing? What are we doing, bro? What kind of question is that? Uh, <laughs> I think we keep that keep that seven points. points. Yeah, we're 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14 to 10. 10 we made stops when we had to. They had one big run. I mean, they got good backs. They, yeah. All right. Um, they kept coming back to a couple of runs. I mean, I don't know how you want us to answer that question. That's funny. Well, I, we'll remember that. I don't remember that. <clears throat> Woo! 
Okay. Right? What, what? Let me let me get your reaction to that. Um. Well, why does he have to use the word embarrassed like a reporter? Oh, hang on, hang on. Let me get the mic. <laughs> we still heard you. Why does he have to use the word embarrassed in that in that question? You, you know, know, how do you work? Like, you got to phrase that in a different way. I'm not going to act like I'm. I mean, look at me. I'm in a stupid ass box for a podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and tell a journalist how to do their job. But I, I get their reaction to it. And come on, man, this sport means something to these guys. And this game was probably the most meaningful one of the Bills uh, of the Bills so far. And like we mentioned, it was the Patriots' defense that stifled that Bills offense. We're not really looking at that Bills defense as the reason they lost that game. So for them to feel like someone is blaming them, I think they had every right to react that way. And did you see Micah Hyde even after that? When he oh left, yeah, I was he he basically in? told him I'll remember that, and I'll all I ask is respect in return. Exactly. And I want to and I want to say the writer's name is James Sullivan, something mm-hmm. like that. And his response was, "Well, back in my day, defensive players, you know." Just answer questions, blah, 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 whatever. Back in your day, things have changed, dude. Um, my initial reaction when I saw that last night on the postgame show, they didn't play the question. So you just saw Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde react to that. And my, my, real, my initial reaction was they're just mad that they lost the game. But, I, you know, hearing the way that it was phrased, was it a terrible question? Not really. But. Yes, the the word the use of the word embarrassing was to imply that they failed and they did fail, but that he wanted to you know get their goat a little bit, and he then I want to say that writer followed up by saying the whole nation's going to criticize you for you know getting run on. There's better ways to phrase things. He could have phrased that differently. Could have said something along the lines of, you know, is it frustrating? Is it yeah, I mean, I don't know the right words, but just something where it comes across a little bit better, the fact that they ran every single play and you guys couldn't stop it. Is that frustrating to you as a defense? Whatever way yeah. you could have phrased it. But I'm, I'm with you. The, 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 the use of the word embarrassing was tough, but I also didn't really care for the way they reacted. Like, you know, if they're trying to salvage their season and everything. Like, that's kind of a an overreaction a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, how, how do you... um? They're put, he's putting words in their mouth by saying they were embarrassed. Like, yeah, they were embarrassed by that performance. I'd say, like, I don't know. The way to phrase that question is just in a word. How would you feel about your performance against that Patriots, uh, that Patriots offense, and them being able to run the ball because they did run the ball a lot. But you guys also, I mean, in reality, they really did only give up seven points, really, because or it's, they gave up the fourteen points. One of them being on a huge run, but. Um, they gave up. They gave up really eight points. Eight yeah. points to two field goals. That happens, man. That yeah. happens. Like so, I don't know. That'd be the way to. That'd be the way to word it if I was a reporter. Yeah, but I'm, I'm with you. At the end of the day, if if Josh Allen gets that ball in the end zone, uh-huh. um, and that's what I mean, like just the, the terrible mismanaging of the offense, where you got to do a fourth and long to win the game. Belichick doesn't put his players in that situation. No. But um, if the Bills somehow score on that play at the end, then this is all a moot point. And everyone's grilling Mac Jones for not throwing that much last night. But and there's a field goal issue, right? Like kicking a field goal in a situation where maybe well they, they missed Tyler Bass. Guys, it's 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 crazy. It's two times, two times I've beaten Jacob in our our fantasy football league where I was saved by a Buffalo Bills field goal that was not either attempted or made. Saved by well, the bill. Saved by the bill, baby. By really Sean McDermott. Uh, 
when he didn't want to go for the field goal to tie up against Tennessee earlier this year. That saved me from losing. And then last night, missed field goal by Tyler Bass, and I win the game by three in the Tickle My Butthole League. Jeez, man. I lost in every single league this week. I'm sorry. I think I'm seven and six in our league. I don't know if that's good enough at all to make the playoffs. I just keep on spending money on this stupid fantasy football leagues and just losing all of it. It's like, hey, you want to spend 50 bucks and join our league? Yeah, sure. I'm a pushover. I'll do it. I'm- <laughs> Says the guy in a box. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> come on, man. I but, could literally push you over right now. But it's funny, man, thinking about, the, you know, just how Sean McDermott, one of the conversations we had early in the season, at least from a national perspective, was, you know, Sean McDermott uh, going for it to go for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, who was it against? Who were the Bills Tennessee. playing? Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, going for the win as opposed to just kicking an extra point or kicking a field goal to tie the game. Pretty fascinating stuff there to go on, to go on later on in the season. Seriously, and it's it, they haven't been the same team since. I thought they were rolling on all cylinders at that point, and then after since they decided to make that move, they have not been the same football team. So oh. you saw Micah Hyde. Oh, sorry, you say something? Are you able to hear these kids making noise outside? I don't know what's going on. It's like there's a war outside right now. Are you able to hear that? No. Okay, good. Are, are, are you going to have to uh, put the foot down and uh, Stephen Langford in, in his box costume tell these kids Dude, to shut up? Out there in the box. Hey, you <laughs> stop making that noise. What are you doing? I would, I would love to see that. You need to bring the computer with you if that happens. Um, <laughs> we go from Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer to being angry with a reporter to one of the best post-game sound bites I've heard in quite some time. We talked about the Rams beating up on the Jaguars. Cooper Cup got in the end zone for the first time in a couple weeks. Can you pull up Cooper Cup, his re, his post game interview, and his question and response to this? This is amazing. Touchdown specifically, your defender went and blitzed. What did you see there? How were you able to, to use question. it to your advantage? Yeah, it's a little 3D fire zone, brought the nickel off the edge, chase the drop down. Uh, yeah, it looked like they were going to replace the fire zone, so I knew it was a back away. We were going to get three pushing through. Um, I had all three to kind of run in there. If I could beat my guy, I just had to beat the safety to the end zone. That's a guy that is all about football. I fucking love that. Use that to your. Hang on, sorry. Doesn't he look like he, instead of being like a wide receiver, he'd be like the, like the main bartender at a brewery? Yeah, that or like you know, like the the uh, equipment guy. Yeah, or he looks like, oh, sorry. <laughs> or he looks like he'd be that guy at the, uh, like at at an Oktoberfest who's wearing the, the yeah. outfit, you know. But yeah. that was that was so good. And then I forgot. I think it was Quincy Avery is his name. He's like a I don't know. I don't even know who he is. But he has a blue check mark next to his name, and I've seen people retweet him a lot. Uh, he quote tweeted, he quote tweet, God, that's just our society, ain't it? Oh yeah. It is guy. in a nutshell. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but he seems to be pretty reputable since he has a blue check mark. But he said, uh, I don't try to talk football if someone doesn't understand it. And really when you try and break it down, um, you know, it, it's really just saying, yeah, you know, they, they ended up blitzing. And instead of actually having a guy to come cover me, I just had to beat out my man and, and just, just had to beat out the safety. And Sully was really was talking about, but uh, that's straight football right there, man. That's great. Oh, I, I love that. And I love the fact that the woman asking that question knew exactly what she was talking about, too, with the question about the blitz and him making the play. He didn't yeah. he didn't make that he didn't make that answer to show anybody up or to say, you don't know football. 
he was having an intelligent football conversation with a reporter, and it was awesome. You remember when uh, Deshaun Watson did? Yes. That, uh, remember that? Like he was using his hands. So you have two safeties here. <laughs> they're in cover two. So I felt like. <laughs> and I, I love you doing it in a box. Um, but yeah, no, I, I remember when he did it a couple years ago. Cover two. And you got two safeties up here, two linebackers down here. Yeah. <laughs> two receivers on the outside. He was using these hand motions. Uh, what a time. I just can't wait, I just can't wait for Deshaun Watson to do that when he's on, you know, the stand. So I had, you know, one masseuse over here, one ma- no, Oh, no. Good Lord. Stop it. Oh. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, uh, I just wish we had more conversations like that where we learn more about football. Because I think a lot of people's reaction to that is, what did he say? But like, that's just, you know, that's football. Well, that's what they're trying to do with the Manning cast. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh. I mean, that whole – was it the touchdown to Gabriel Davis where it was in the red zone and Peyton Manning was breaking it down? Pretty much the same type of thing where he's talking about how the safety crept up. I forgot who the safety was. Um, and Josh Allen was able to make the read that quick because of the play action, and the safety totally bid on it, and he had a receiver wide open uh, in the end zone and was able to make the throw. It's just – I love watching them break down things like that, man. Yeah, but you think, the, you think the Manning cast is losing kind of its luster a little bit after a couple weeks now? I don't know. I haven't really watched it lately. I don't think so. Well, I, I tried watching last night a little bit, and the game was just too good that it was taking me out of the game. Um, so I had to switch over to Steve Levy, of all things. That is, that's also the thing. Is it feels like Monday Night Football hasn't had that good of a matchup, that meaningful of a matchup, where there's actually some implications within a division. Yeah. Um, feels like they haven't had that in a while. No, they haven't. But next week, uh, it's another great game with the Rams and Cardinals. So oh, people have decided if they want to watch the game or listen to Manicast. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited for that. I'm excited about two. Just uh, to fill it, finish up a couple of things with uh, week 13. Uh, last time we were on, the Saints and Cowboys were playing. Uh, Saints have lost their fifth game in a row. Tech, Dak Prescott looked okay, but I think we were in agreement. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. No, he is not. No, not, he is not. not. Cardinals come back with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Or I should, I should just say Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins came back for the Cardinals. Impressive win on the road, even though it's the Chicago Bears, but they haven't lost a road game yet. And a lot of people don't want to give them their due as the top team in the NFC. I don't know if they are, but they are playing damn good football right now. Well, it's the Cardinals defense, right? Four interceptions on the Bears. I mean, anytime your defense does that, you're probably going to get a win in the football game. So shout out to the Cardinals defense, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, The Lions get their first win, and they deserved it. It was emotional. Um... The you know, Oxford defensive genius that Mike Zimmer is. What are you well, doing yeah. with that final play? Yeah, I mean that was that was terrible. That that was not as bad as uh, as Greg Williams all out blitz. Certainly not. Or uh, who was it last year? Who who was the defensive coordinator for the Raiders last year? For the Raiders? Yeah. Who was the guy oh. that did the all out blitz where Miami won? Oh God, why am I forgetting? Oh uh, man, what was his name? Uh, anyway, where's Joe Spadoni when you need him? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's popping up in our our comments that we can't see. But um yeah, it was it was it was not good for yeah, I don't know what the hell the Vikings were doing on that play. Get, what's up? Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther, yes. But he got fired and someone filled in. Rod Marinelli. Was it Rod Marinelli? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um you but got yeah. it. Um it takes me a while, but I get there. Um Lions win and they deserved it. Uh 
Michigan had a rough week with the shootings uh, going on in Ox- the o- Oxford High School, I believe is the oh. name of the school. Yeah. And they they honored uh, those that lost their lives. And, um, yeah, I just thought that the Lions really deserved that win, and it was emotional. You heard Dan Campbell and Jair Goff talk about what the city went through that week. So it was, you know, it doesn't take away from the seriousness of what ha- what happened in the real world, but it was nice for a moment to for- forget about that and have a good win for the Detroit Lions. Some things are bigger than sports, man. Some yep. things are bigger than just the one win uh, on the season and not going undefeated and saving themselves from that embarrassment. But yeah, but but actually doing it for uh, for your city and for your state uh, that it, it means more than just football with that one. Exactly. Um, Chargers with a huge win in Cincinnati. They almost gave up their 24 to nothing lead at one point. It was 24 to 22. And Joe Mixon just fumbled the game away. Joe Burrow hurts his uh, pinky. And the Chargers come up with a 41 to 22 victory between the two quarterbacks, the top quarterbacks of the 2020 draft. It was impressive for the Chargers. I'm not saying that it's going to turn into Manning versus Brady, but Herbert versus Burrow could be a thing 10 years down the line yeah. if those two guys continue to pan out and go the way that they're going. It very well could be. Minshew mania hit, hit Philadelphia as the uh, the Eagles roll over the Jets 33-18. to 18, <laughs> And Gardner Minshew looking like a goose with his nice leather jacket and all-time post-game celebration with his dad. That, that, that was awesome. Jeez, man. I mean – just could aggressive, just yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Could you, yeah? Could you imagine doing that with your dad? No, I'd probably kill him. <laughs> your dad, Greg, Greg, Greg's very sensitive. That just, just one tap of the shoulder, he's like, oh god, my back. Derek, See, I'm turning into him. Derek, what the hell are you doing over there, Derek? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Don't hit me. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Me and my dad. It was the first year I was going out for football, and my dad's like, let's let's go out and you know run run some drills. He had like old Raider helmets in the garage. We put those on, old Raider helmets on. We go to the front lawn and we do like Oklahoma drills. And he's like, oh, like after two of them, he's like, stop, stop. Jesus, you're killing me. Stop it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we talked about TJ Watt may get the sack record with the uh, Steelers victory over the Baltimore Ravens. Rams easily win over the Jags. And. You could say what you want about the Chiefs not exploding offensively, but they've won five in a row. The defense looks pretty damn good. It may also be the teams that they're playing against. You know, they did beat the Packers, but they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. They beat the Cowboys and didn't have Amari Cooper. They hold the Broncos to nine points. Don't know if that's a big deal considering the Broncos' offense, but the Chiefs, while Mahomes hasn't thrown a touchdown in a few weeks now, they're playing damn good defense. I had to stop watching that game. It was rough. Stupid, terrible game. <laughs> I hate, I dude, I hate the Broncos. I can't stand them. Like Vic Fangio needs to go. At the very least, if you're going to have these division games, you know, if you're a 49er fan, at least you have Pete Carroll and Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury. A lot of head coaches who actually, you know, are good. And then you got with the Raiders in the AFC West. You got Andy Reid, who's fantastic. You got Brandon Staley, who's awesome. And then you got Vic Fangio. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out of here. All right. Out of there. Out of Denver. Strong opinion, Stephen. Real quick, Thank were you surprised? I don't know if you, you saw on Sunday, and you know by now. Were you surprised? This is this is a guy that's been talked about for a while now, uh, possibly getting a head coaching job in the NFL. Joe Brady, fired by the Panthers. Yeah, pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. I 
either there's a power struggle there, like he thinks the Matt Rule thinks he's coming after his job, which he very well could have been. But well, of course. Yeah. You think so? You think it was that it? Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> the dude got the job because he was the head coach at Baylor and Joe Brady got the job because he was the OC or whatever at LSU. So, yeah. I, I mean, this dude, of course, was gunning for a head coaching job. I mean, you know, who knows if Joe Brady would have stayed. But, what about, but, what, but his job, you think that Joe Brady was trying to get Matt Rule's job? Yes. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I'm surprised LSU didn't bring him in and they wanted to go with uh, the old raging Cajun Brian Kelly. Bring him to the... <laughs> it's so random. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Me and my family. There's an episode of... Uh, I know you don't like friends at all. There's an episode where um, I have friends. Oh, you mean the show? Wait, you do? No, I'm joking. Um, oh, yeah. Good one, Steven. Thanks, bro. Uh, <laughs> but um, there was an episode where they have this old friend huh, from college and uh, they meet her and she apparently like went to England or whatever and lived there for a few years. And then she had just a random English accent after living there for like three years. And it was just such a phony English accent. That's exactly what happened with Brian Kelly. Oh, 100%. He was there for a day and he's, yeah. The, uh, I don't like to admit when sports people are funnier than me, but Joey Molinaro, is that his name? Yeah. That, that thing with him and Saban and, and Brian Kelly was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. He's got it down, doesn't he? He's, he's got real, it down. He's, he's good. Really, the guy's real. good. He's Not my. Say he's funnier than me, but he's good. I sent him a DM to come on the show, but uh, you know he didn't answer it. So screw you, Joe. <laughs> All right, let's end with this. Uh, Steven, you and I love the movie MacGruber. <clears throat> Ten years old, maybe older than that. Even it was an underrated film. Didn't get a lot of publicity or attention. It's one of the funniest comedies I've ever seen. The SNL sketches are fantastic. It's coming back. It's coming back for a show on Peacock. Do you think that it's going to be good, though? Yes, I do, because... Well, actually, you know, I just want it to be good because I love Will Forte and everyone from the movies coming back. Uh, Ryan Phillippe, Kristen uh, Wiig, Yormer DeCone is directing it, the guy from The Lonely Island. Um, yeah, I... I, I just I love that movie so much, and it's just a, the screwball, you know, like in the style of Naked Gun and all that shit. Um, I hope it stays true to what it is. Uh, you know, MacGruber uh, is a you know not a politically correct character, so I hope it's you know still true to itself. Classic MacGruber. One of my favorite lines in movie history was uh, when like he was trying to get her to go on a mission in the movie. When he was trying to get Kristen Wiig to go on a mission, he's like, wait, but what about your singing career? And then she's like, you'll have to wait. It can wait. Sarah, you said you were buying a car today. Oh, Eugene Levy. I already Hang used on, Capital sorry. <laughs> it's a little bit of a mess, but you know what? No, it's all good. You're, you're, you're learning how to live in a new place. We're boxed in, bro. We're boxed in. One of my favorite MacGruber quotes is... Uh, it's like one of the th- like it's like a scene between like where they're establishing the bad guy, uh, Geter von Kunth and uh, his henchman, and uh, he's talking to him and he's like, uh, "Have you ever been to Washington D.C.?" Uh, no, sir, I haven't. I was speaking to the missile. <laughs> it's so stupid. 
It's so stupid. I think I think it's gonna be funny, and it's an excuse for me now to go get Peacock, which is free, correct? I believe so. Depends. You want? Well, like I got an account. Do you want my Peacock? Sure, Stephen. I'll take your Peacock. All right, cool. <laughs> so I'll I can watch MacGruber and Yellowstone, the show yeah. that all old white people love. Hey, man, I watched the first episode. If you're uh, just a just a uh, little piece of advice, yeah, do not be eating dinner during the opening scene of the first episode because my god it takes you right into it really good show though it's a good show uh the first episode i watched it and it has a lot of potential i just kind of realized that with doing this podcast and moving and all that sort of stuff i don't have much time to watch tv shows anymore and it makes me very sad (laughs) but not that sad because i'm very happy right jesse yeah (laughs) (laughs) happy in your box life that's right All right, Stephen, we'll be back on Thursday with a brand new podcast and a special guest. I'll give you a hint of who he is. He's big game bound, and he's got his boots on the ground. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. That's a tease. I didn't even know you booked anybody. Shout out to you. Shout out to me, man. That's what I do. I don't stay boxed in. I do things for the podcast. Attaboy. There you go. All right, Stephen, good luck with the move and everything. And, uh, yeah, next time I look forward to seeing all of you. Yeah, no no problem. You know, I think this is a very successful punishment. Yeah. my chin, I, I, I commend you for being the box boy the whole time. My chin really hurts. I bet. My neck already has a rash on it from the edge here. That's no good. Um, but the Kelly Oubre was a very successful punishment. I can't wait to see what we do next week what topical thing we can come up with. Oh, we'll think of something. Mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre, Champagne Poppy. Mm-hmm. All right, Stephen. Between uh, now and Thursday, you guys stay put. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. But uh, until then, Stephen, say what you always say, my friend. That's just our opinion, man. See you then, Box Boy. <laughs>